0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. My name, again, is Jeffrey Davis, and I'm the host of Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm also CEO and chairman of Mage LLC, management consulting firm in the Boston area since 1985. And uh, today, my co-host, I always get excited, is the one and the only Evan Macedo, uh, our CFO reporter from Sapers and Wallach. Welcome back, Evan.
1: Thank you, Jeffrey. It is always a pleasure to be on the show and it's always great to have some exciting guests to talk to.
0: Well, this is your guest. I'll let you introduce him to the group.
1: Uh, Great. So for today's show, we have Rafi Yardinian. He is the Fractional Chief Sales Officer of Boston Sales Solution. Welcome, Rafi. Hi, Rafi. Good
2: morning, Jeffrey. Good morning, Evan. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to uh, the discussion today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess just to kick things off, uh, Rafi, can you tell us a little bit about what uh, Boston Sales Solution does and what your role is there?
2: Absolutely. Um, I started Boston Sales Solutions in 2021. Uh, allowed me, I always had a, a passion for uh, sales and being an entrepreneur and helping small to medium-sized companies. So um, but a little over a year ago, I started my practice, and it's really a chief sales officer, um, fractional VP of sales role. Very similar to what you notice in a lot of small businesses where they start with a fractional CFO, same type of functionality, um, except with what I do and maybe the fractional CMOs, relatively newer to the, um, to the small and medium-sized companies. So really my functionality operates exactly like a head of sales. Um, you know, I've had three types of clients. Most of my clients are in one of three phases. Either they don't have a sales team yet, uh, they're founder-led uh, CEO started the company. They got some good traction. Got to a million, million and a half in revenue. Now they're at a point where they need to monetize that. They need to add a sales organization and to really scale, they have to bring additional um, bodies on board to be able to take that functionality on. And really, for many of those clients and a good majority of my cl- of my customer base, I come in and help them build a sales infrastructure. Really, the process, the documentation, the details of what to do in each phase of the sales process and it's evolved over the last few years um, but ideally what they need to do is build a foundation for sales um, you know have me come in there build all of the functionality from forecasting to compensation plans to a um, a system like a CRM to be able to record and capture all of the uh, customer interactions we have so really build all of that out and then the final step in the process is about 10 or 11 steps is helping them hire and attain top sales talent to be able to come into an environment to be successful. I think the biggest mistake somebody could make is just hire a rep and not have that foundation in place. And both the sales rep doesn't know what's expected of them. The accountability is not there. And there really is no criteria for success. And it becomes a a lose-lose for both the company, which thinks they've got somebody in seat that can help them drive revenue and grow and also the sales rep, especially with the industry and the hiring um, environment we're in right now, has an opportunity to come in and say, if this is not the environment that I'm used to for me to be successful, I might potentially make a change. So there's a lot of missteps along the way if you don't build out that foundation and build out the sales infrastructure. So as I said, majority of my clients are in that first phase where they're building out a sales function and need me to help them uh, build a foundation and bring reps on got a subset of my customers also that have existing sales teams uh, they've got four five six sales reps maybe um, they all report into the CEO and the founder and really their challenges are a little bit different um, they're in most cases stuck at a certain level you know they had some great growth it could have been a um, early to market strategy could have been a really cool technology uh, multiple different elements but it got them really kick-started and then they got to a point where they just can't get above a certain threshold. They're about 3 or 4 million, could be 7 or 8 million, various different elements, but they really got to that phase and they can't figure out how to get unstuck. Um, All of a sudden, they've got more competition. Um, You know, the environment's different. We've gone to a much more of a remote sales approach and they don't have an outbound strategy. So many cases, those clients will come to me and say, help me get unstuck, help me get back to growth and I'll help them through that process. In many phases, it could be building that infrastructure back that they never built initially, kind of like the first phase that I mentioned. In other phases, it really could be blocking and tackling of asking for the order, setting up the next step, and moving sales cycle through. The third type of client, which is really interesting, that started more recently, and I think I, I based on the hiring challenges that we have out there and finding really good um, high-level sales management, there has been a couple of changes with companies. Either recruiters are doing a great job of going out there and hunting for really good uh, executives, sales executives, and some folks are being poached and there's a vacancy in that company. Um, Or, you know, the person's just not the right fit. The CEO decided to move on from the current sales head um, or the sales head left. But in either capacity, there's a vacancy there. With how challenging it is to hire top level sales uh, management right now, that vacancy could go months on end. So, I've had a lot of clients come to me and say, "Can you serve as an intern for me?" A bridge along the way? Help us figure out what the process is. Help us keep the reps on in in check. And a lot of the things I do is exactly what a sales manager does. I do the weekly one on ones, hire, fire, train, develop, um, you know, uh, do funnel reviews, be on the leadership team meeting representing sales. Uh, for any clients that are utilizing eOS, the l ten meetings I'm representing, uh, sales in that leadership uh, discussion as well, so I come in there as an intern as well and help them both keep the keep the wheels on the buses as, as as we're moving along, but at the same time help them identify and help interview my replacement to get back to a sales growth as well so those are the types of clients I work with right now and absolutely love it it's 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 what I've always wanted to do and it allows me to utilize my background my skills um and provide a service to some of my clients at a fraction of the cost, at the fraction of the time, and what they get is 25 plus years of sales and sales leadership experience at a reduced cost, and, and, you know, it allows the CEO and founder to really be able to focus their efforts on other parts of the business. They've got 10 or 12 hats that they're wearing, and if there's somebody else that could come in that has a sales mindset, sales focus, and can handle that part of it, it frees them up to work on so many other parts of the business.
0: So that's what I do for a living. That's so, Rafi, that's, Raffi, that's pr- quite an extensive answer, and I'm not going to uh, be able to remember the whole list. But you talk about sales, sales training, sales recruiting, sales compensation, CRMs. Uh, you know uh, what? You know that's a lot of categories for some people, uh, not for some of us, uh, but for some people. Uh, what's your background? How did you get that experience? Yeah,
2: great question. Thanks, Jeff. Jeffrey. So my background's kind of broken down into two areas. I've, I've spent about 25 years in the corporate world running sales teams. Um, I've had it, I've, I've had a chance to run sales organizations for Fortune 500 companies and take them from, you know, they're a $5 billion company and I ran a $50 or $60 million software division within there. Uh, I've also had the chance to do that for growth-based companies. They're about a $4 million company. I become their first VP of sales. We get up to 25 or 30 million and get some liquidity. Um, So across the 25 years, I've had a chance to do it across various different elements and learned almost everything there is about setting up the proper compensation plans to drive the right behaviors, what systems to use, how to motivate salespeople. And of course, a lot of the um, quote unquote wounds that I've gone through, mistakes that I might have made that I've learned from, and I can bring that experience to these clients. The second part of why i um, got a little bit of a competitive uh, opportunity or why folks hire me is I've also owned my own business. You know, I've been an entrepreneur. Um, I purchased a business about three or four years ago, had a chance to buy a business that was a lifestyle business for the individual that I worked with to purchase that. I utilized my professional background, my corporate experience, and uh, a lot of the methodology that I just mentioned to you to really put it into the business and not spend time in the business, but spend it on the business, really drive it to three X revenue very quickly. And then I had a chance and an opportunity to get a very successful exit. Um, So I had a chance over a small period of time. So the smile on your face, Jeffrey, it's the best thing that we can talk about as entrepreneurs is the exit. Um, You know, I had a chance to be able to buy a business, run it successfully exit and learn from the whole thing as well. So when I talk to small and medium sized companies, Uh, Outside of just being, quote unquote, a consultant, which I try not to use that often, but I come in there with both the experience in the corporate world and the sales experience, but I've also walked in their shoes. And I understand what it's like to have 15 families and 15 people rely on you every day. And I put the two together and it gives me an opportunity to provide a great service and a partnership with the clients that I work with.
0: Uh, uh, so much. We're going to have to have you back. Uh, and uh, if someone's looking for you, Rafi, and wants to understand your services, maybe utilize your services at Boston Sales Solutions, how would they find you?
2: Yeah, uh, Rafi Yardimian on LinkedIn is probably the best place to find me. And my email address is my first name, Rafi, R-A-F-F-I, at sales, the letter X, com X-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-I-O-N. Dot com, um, But I've got a unique name, so it's probably not too challenging to find me on LinkedIn as Raffi So
0: That's great. Hey, And uh, Evan, uh, our reporter, uh, CFO reporter, uh, how can people find you?
1: Well, Jeffrey, our listeners should know how to find me by now. Uh, you can just go to safers-wallet.com. Uh, go to our website. We just built out a brand new website, and it has a really great resource section. I ask people to check it out. Um, and you can go to our team page, find me and find all the other advisors as safe as
0: I know how to find you. I just text you. <laughs> and my name again is Jeffrey Davis. You can find me at mageusa.com or j Davis at mageusa.com. Remind everybody, this is radio entrepreneurs. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more stories in a short moment.